Taiwan makes history. This is TFG Unbuttoned. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash, an off-the-cuff take on politics, pop culture, and current events. Hello, everybody. Welcome to TFG Unbuttoned. I'm Tim Bennett here with my good friend and co-host, Mr. John Nash. I'm in Philadelphia, as you know, and John is in New York. We want to thank you for joining us on our Tuesday podcast. Be sure to learn more about us at focusgroupradio.com. All of our podcast and live Wednesday shows are there, and you can uh, download either the audio or video version of our live Wednesday show. We want to thank our friends at Critics' Choice Video for being a partner here on our podcast. And they're America's movie and TV authority since 1987. So go to focusgroupradio.com and click on their logo and start shopping away. I did that without my my notes this time, John. I hope I didn't stumble. You did perfectly, and, and and I love the opening. Taiwan makes history. Yeah, it's very fascinating, isn't it? And uh, it happened on the International Day Against Homophobia, um, which is always a good, you know, it's nice to have those coincide on one of those international days of. I'm sure our administration... Um, ignored that and that was may 17th by the way for those who <laughs> are paying any attention well they legalized so they how legalized you... same-sex marriage and and yes, i thought there's, there's a couple of things i i don't we don't know enough i don't think as america well we don't know enough about foreign foreign relations but you know taiwan is one of those oddities out there right it's we've got a separate defense pact with them china claims them a renegade province we view it as does do most of the Western democracies. We view it as a its own country. We supply lots of military uh, equipment to them. They're very Westernized, um, similar to the Japanese. And so when they legalized same-sex marriage, I thought, well, somebody had to be first in Asia. And uh, I thought it might have been Japan, but uh, I was glad to see that Taiwan did it. Have you have you ever had a desire to go to Taiwan? Yeah, I actually um, know some, uh, I have some friends who, who live here and have some family back in Taiwan, and it is different. It, it, it's not Japan, it's not China, it's not Korea or Vietnam. Taiwan is its own entity, and they do have a very um, Western kind of view, I would say. At least the friends that right. I have talk a great deal about their alignment with how America thinks. And on this same-sex marriage vote, the interesting thing about this was it was ordered by the Taiwanese Supreme Court two years ago. And in fact, the court ordered the legislature to figure this out, and their deadline was May 24th of 2019. So that was kind of an interesting thing to me, because like America, um, you know, we had our Supreme Court decide, and I don't know that at the time that happened, if it was 50-50 or 51-49, you know, for and against... But as of the referendum that passed in Taiwan, 70% of Taiwan uh, Taiwanese individuals opposed are opposed to same-sex marriage. That doesn't sound that different. I mean, the percentage might be different, but that doesn't sound different philosophically from how we arrived at it here in the U.S. Right? Yeah, and, and, and I, I picked out that same point, too, because they said there were, there were three bills in total. And one of them, I remember Justice Ginsburg, when it was happening in the U.S., one of the bills in Taiwan was going to make almost a special category. I think it was called same-sex familiar relationships. And yep. I remember Justice Ginsburg analogy. She's like, well, it's kind of like skim milk, <laughs> right? You got, you got milk, but then you've got skim milk. <laughs> and they're really two different things, but they're both milk. So 
<laughs> and, and that's right. They had, right. They had two right. bills so for different it marriages. Was like sex, same sex family. Yeah, same sex familial relationship with partners being called same sex family members, and the other bill sought to call same sex marriage a same sex union with partners referred to as domestic partners. It's so diluted. Right. It's exactly what you just said about Ginsburg. right. And so then the third yeah. bill, which is what they voted on, which is what the the president of Taiwan had pushed was to recognize um, these same-sex unions as marriages, as the same as heterosexual couple, couples and define partners as spouses. So it was the most progressive of the bills and uh, it went through. And so I thought, you know, I, I traver, traveled to Asia a lot in another lifetime. And um, I, I wondered about overall, if you felt that things like this happening in cultures which are somewhat opposed to change and difference. You know, you, you, you go, Asian culture, very much you're in lockstep with what's going on and you're much more obedient, I think, than, than some of our, our Western cultures. And I wondered if social media helps drive a lot of this because if we did not have social media and the quick sharing of information, whether it's through Twitter or Instagram or whatever, is do you think things would have been slower than they had been in the last 10 years? I don't know. It's a great question. Um, and I go back to a conversation I had with a former executive of Volkswagen. We were down for one of these partner meetings and we were talking about the pace of change. And he felt that being out, just being out, being yourself, being truthful with who you were, sharing your partner, talking about your existence as a gay man or a lesbian woman or bi trans, um, that this was in fact the more important motivator and the thing that was going to move the needle more than anything else. And it actually coincides, I think, with the fact that social media's rise over the last, what, you know, eight or 10 years kind of dovetails into that. But when you think about the, a generation of individuals who came out in the 90s and the HIV crisis, HIV AIDS, um, there was more awareness of your uncle, your friend, the guy down the road or the woman at the store down the street being in the community so i think you're i think one amplified the other i think there was this coming out thing that was already setting up the groundwork for people to accept in their communities in their lives uh, oh wow, I, I know somebody and then you have the 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 parallel track of wow now i see it all on social media as well you know one thing about this bill in taiwan that i was fascinated by <laughs> i don't know if you'd ever hear this from our congress maybe you would from mitch mcconnell but um, the president of Taiwan um, and her DPP government, the one that's now in uh, ordered its lawmakers to vote in favor of the bill drafted by Taiwan's cabinet. Ordered. That's, not, that's what I mean. <laughs> you, st you step in line. You stay in line. That's what I said. It's very much. <laughs> that's the culture. Yeah. The other thing I thought was interesting is that 40,000 people took to the streets of Taipei to show support for the legislation. And I was thinking, when's the last yeah, time our cool. LGBTQ community had 40,000 people at a rally, which there's lots of things to be riled up about to rally about, I think. Well, at a rally is one thing. Pride, I don't know how many people eh, I are guess pride. Yeah, maybe pride. New York or Chicago. But, but the one thing that you and I remember was the March on Washington, yeah. which was just huge and memorable. And So, no, very cool. congratulations to Taiwan. This is a very cool thing, and I think that their LGBT community will, uh, LGBTQ community will, will benefit a great deal. Now, this next one you found, I, this is interesting. Why don't you set this one so up? So this was Southwest Passenger kicked off flight for making vodka joke. 
So I assumed before I read the article that there was somebody that was drunk on the plane and we've all seen or read these stories where somebody is belligerent or somebody is inappropriate having drank too much either in the airport and got on the plane, they have to kick them off. But this wasn't the case. So there was a, a Southwest flight. This was in early May and it was going from Sacramento to Austin, but it was delayed uh, in Los Angeles for some maintenance issues. We've all been on those planes, haven't we? So it was there for several several hours, and one of the younger, they did say younger, uh, flight attendants started handing out water to the passengers. And they're, they're saying they were delayed several hours. So, you know, you're cooped up in the, in the little tube on the uh, tarmac. And as she was passing out the water, one of the passengers jokingly said to her, you should be passing out vodka. We've been waiting so long. You know, ha, ha, ha. And she did not like that she was not amused that said the flight attendant who's described as young was not amused and she goes up and they see her get on the phone and next thing they know they're going back to the terminal and they bring in uh security and uh deputies to take him off the plane and i just shook my head and thought what a colossal waste of everybody's time um the inconvenience of the passengers i don't think what he said was a threat to anybody they said the passengers were furious they started um, sticking up for the passenger and saying that he did nothing wrong. What are you doing? Why are we going back to the gate? And um, he ended up not being charged with a crime. But what? A, what? A, I thought to myself, this flight attendant has no business being in a customer service function. But that was just me. Well, you, you know, my my takeaway was similar. But you know, the literally all according to everybody in hearing range on the plane heard him say. Um, you, they should be passing out vodka because we've been waiting so long. Oh my God. Like that's like the worst thing in the world. You could say what I find more troubling about this is because of how strict the rules are about after nine 11, an air, a, a flight attendant can call the cockpit and say, we have a, a, a passenger that's causing problems. Right. And because of the formulaic nature of this, they are literally allowed to pull that thing back to the gate and, and either debark the entire plane or get the person off and there's no there's there's no it's guilty until proven whatever when it comes to this and it's all in it's all in the name of safety in the skies and to anybody listening i'm going to tell you right off the bat i know folks who work at the tsa and i don't think that i i don't think you're going to hear something coming out of my mouth right now that you didn't already suspect everything you see in the airport the screenings the x-ray the pat down Bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Everything that really matters with security is going on behind the scenes with the scanning of passenger uh, uh, you know, baggage and cargo and pre-screening passengers before they even check in. So don't tell me that some guy making a joke about water versus vodka is a real threat. And then to play like they are because you're just pissed at them and you're having a bad day just means that I just I don't take any of this seriously anymore. I mean, that's my take on it. And maybe no, you're you're right rant, because but. I I've been on flights where they've been delayed, and actually the flight attendants actually make a to keep the passengers happy. They do say, you know what, drinks are on us. Anybody want to drink? And fifty yeah. percent of the people might take you up on it. Others may not. But at least it was like, oh, okay, we're inconvenienced. We all get it. It costs the airline nothing to hand out a couple of beers or bottles of of scotch or whatever little little flight bottles just to keep the people happy and not be you know not for their inconvenience but i do i saw a meme one day that i thought was so perfect but i didn't want to get all the politicos wound up but it, it goes to your tsa thing someone said essentially that someone tries to make someone tries to light their shoes on fire once on the plane now we all have to take our shoes off 
Someone tries to make a bomb yeah. out of out of something or other. We can't bring a water bottle. Out of you, you, Now you can't bring a water <laughs> bottle or your shampoo on the plane. Yet, I can still go buy an AK-47. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> all of these high-powered weapons and so rifles ridiculous. that where people are shooting up churches and, and schools and, and malls or wherever... We don't seem to have an issue with that, but I got an issue about some rogue person that tried to light his shoe on fire once, and the whole world's got to take their shoes off to get on a plane. I don't know. I, 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 you're right about the TSA thing. It's just, uh, it's like toll booth operators. It, it employs a lot of people. Well, well, and then, and then let's take TSA pre-flight pre-check. Um, you and I actually are beneficiaries of the program. We signed up for it. We were fingerprinted. We were questioned. And now when we travel, I literally just walk right on through. And I'm not saying it's that simple. You put your suitcase, you don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take, you don't, basically it's like right. it used to be. You walk through a metal detector. Well, you know, and, and, and of course, since I've been screened and they've done background checks and everything, again, it goes to this thing of if they know who you are, all this other stuff going on with, you know, what's in your bag and you can't bring that toy on or put that bottle of water yeah. down, you know. It's it's I think it's more like a carnival barker show. Well, that's but, my favorite one. I think okay. you and I were in what's that little little rat ass airport in, in in Colorado? Cortez. You you and I got yes. on there. They had a a a vending machine with water bottles on it, literally three feet from the TSA thing. So we're like, oh, let's get a bottle of water. We put it in there, and then you walk three feet after they watched you get it out of the machine and and confiscate it. You and I said that's probably it's better than Vegas. There, they probably do that all day long. Just keep having people put money in there. Take the bottle, put it back in. Somebody else gets water. Take the bottle, put it back in, and collect the money. It's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> they probably said, "Set up." There's a plug right, right. there. Right. Well, put you can't do. I just right and I, it was like, we just bought it right there. We just mm, not allowed to bring it on. Well, then why do you have a machine there? Anyway, I, you know, in, in, in times like this, I think they should actually be showing reels like they should have tv screens near the tsa showing british comedy like um you know monty python Abfab, you know all the absurdities right like any of those shows that encounter absurdities like oi oi nuts here you go ma- 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 madame wazel wazel anyway what was our third story because this one it was another head scratcher yeah this is a evangelical group publishes screed claiming homosexual privilege is worse than white privilege and the proof is in the pudding they claim in the fact that pete Buttigieg, mayor pete is currently doing better in presidential primary polling than and they picked him out of a hat cory booker <laughs> <laughs> just like so this is this guy a radio host named brian fisher who was part of the American Family Association. He's a ra- His show is carried by their network. They distanced themselves from him, I guess on paper, but they, <laughs> but they allowed his show to continue on their network. And he says all kind of crazy things. And, and, he, and they, the American Family Association and Brian Fisher, have both been labeled hate groups by the Southern, Southern Poverty Law Center. But now he claims that, you know... Um, he said in a quote, I would submit the real problem today in our culture and in our politics is not, in fact, white privilege, but homosexual privilege. Despite their constant claims to martyrdom and victimhood, homosexuals have an entire array of privileges and powers that are based exclusively on their private sexual preferences, and they are privileges and powers that normal people do not possess. You know, if you just took that paragraph alone and unpacked it, literally chunk by chunk it would you would 
And here's a guy who claims to be a Christian, Ugh. right? So let him, let him, what's that famous line? You can never know a man until you walk a mile in his mm-hmm. shoes. Has he ever walked a mile in someone who's gay, bi, trans, lesbian, whatever's shoes to understand what kind of life they deal with? No, it just seems like Pete Buttigieg is coming up in the polls. Must be because yeah. of gay privilege. I mean, what? Well, is, then he goes on to yeah. say homosexuals must be catered to by wedding vendors and to be catered to in housing and employment. Uh, or those who refuse to cater to them will be demonized, vilified, sued until they're broken out of business. Today's homosexuals belong to the most pampered, protected, favored, privileged demographic in all of America. And I've, I've just read that and I thought, because we've heard this old trope before, I'm not looking for special rights or extra rights. I just want fairness and, and a level playing field and the same rights as anybody else. I don't want, no more than I'd want, no more than <laughs> I'd want to fire somebody because they got married to a woman. Well, in a in a country that supposedly has a separation right. of church and state, and that, then I would assume that if I'm having a wedding and I want to order a little cake, and I go into a bakery, and I I should be able to order it because if you're hanging, and we've talked about this n- numerous times, if you're putting a sign out and you are conducting business with the public at l- writ right. large, right, then you can't start picking and choosing which pieces of the public you want to cater to. And and I understand someone having a religious conviction about something. I get it. I might not believe it, but I get it. And you and I have a very good answer for that one. You know, that's called a white lie. You, you, if someone comes in and you don't want to bake them a cake, you know, we are totally slammed with orders. It's a, been a crazy wedding season. Can I recommend Sarah's right. down the block? She does a really great care. You know, whatever. Now it's not even a problem. But when you dig your heels in and you make a stand like, I'm not doing this because you're wicked people and I'm Christian— well, anyway. you know, it's 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 it, and that, and that's what I always find out about this whole thing is that it has nothing to do with special rights. And everybody wants to say, oh, you want special rights. No, I want the same rights that you have. I pay taxes like you do. I'm an American like you are. You're there's a whole swath. And this was before marriage, right? There was a whole swath of things that we paid into that we didn't benefit from. I could argue and say, you know, what? because I'm gay and I can't have kids. Why do I have to pay school taxes? I don't care if the kids are educated. Ding, ding, ding. Biggest one. Biggest one on the on the and, and that's the most hypocritical. But I want thing I want I an educated society. So I do my part. But then don't tell me I can't get married well, or know, I can't I can't have the same rights and benefits that you do, because we all partake in things as Americans for the good of the people. And it, it just uh, this sort of stuff just drives me crazy. You just did something that that most people in a in a society where you have to um, compromise and come to an agreement did when you said, "I don't have kids. I'm not going to have kids." A lot of gay couples have the right to adopt, or if they want to have a family, great. But most don't. Yet we pay school taxes in multiple places. If you have a house here, a house there, whatever. I never complain because I'm the same as you. I want kids to get a great education. But in, in, that, in that statement, I'm basically saying I agree with the, the masses that I'm now a citizen who's contributing to the culture and I'm paying taxes. But this kind of group, the American Family Association, would have dug their heels in and said, you know, I need an exemption from this. Or are you teaching? Are, they, are you learning about God in the classrooms? Or yeah. who knows what? But Crazy. There's, I, think, I think that with this stuff, with the religion stuff, it's absolute to the point it's absolutism you know it's black and white on or off you're with us or against us i don't know how you compromise and you know in, in later shows you and i are probably going to talk about the equality act that was passed in the house of representatives it's very nuanced there's a lot of interesting little things in there that people are picking apart but 
this one at the very uh, to wrap up this one. Oh my God! Yeah. <laughs> it's all I'm going to say, Brian yeah, Fisher. Well, you you know, imagine getting paid to sit there and just to pontificate and 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 basically say stuff out of your ass that you can actually get away with because the people that are sopping it up think you're saying it in the quote unquote name of the Lord. And there you go. I'm yeah, just that's all you need that. to say. Hey, we want to thank our friends at uh, Critics Choice Video for uh, partnering with us here on TFG Unbutton. They're America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987. If you go to focusgroupradio.com, we'd like you to click on their logo and start shopping away because then we get credit for it. So we're going to be that that I'm that transparent about it, right, John? We want people to shop there and go through our site to get there. We really like working with Critics Choice Video. It's a great group of people in the marketing department. They they allow us a lot of latitude and we I just love <laughs> I love movies, TVs, films, the whole bit. Everything they're doing, I love. Well, it's, so all, it's all, yeah. It's, I'm going to recommend you're something. For it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> almost better than you, actually. I'm like, I'm literally wired for entertainment. Um, I'm going to recommend something we recommended on our weekly show, The Focus Group, which you can catch Wednesdays from 1 to 2 on YouTube or Facebook, or of course at focusgroupradio.com, where all our media is. But I've been really banging the drum on, drum on a, a film called Apollo 11, and it's Apollo 11. 2019 in parentheses it's a documentary that was put together with found recently found super clear high resolution footage from 65 and 70 millimeter cameras it is there's the audio track has been assembled by ground control dialogue newscasters people like so it's it's this beautifully done seamless thing from the rollout of the rocket from the the master assembly building to the pad to the launch to the return and it's just, it's. I think it's a really great piece of American history that we achieved this. And I know there were problems in the 60s and not everybody was on board with the moon landing. There's better ways of spending money. You could, you could run down the list of what people were saying back then. But there was this moment when we were unified that we did it. And I think it, this film captures it really well. You can easily get it on um, DVD or Blu-ray. You've mentioned that before, and I think that's a that that's a that's a good one to get. I need to do that myself. So we're going to wrap up this unbuttoned and thank Critics Choice Video, America's classic movie and TV authority since 1987, and thank each and every one of you who download and listen to the show every week. Be sure to visit focusgroupradio.com for information about all our shows, and have a great one. It's the Focus Group Unbuttoned with Tim Bennett and John Nash, available every Tuesday. Learn more about Tim and John, Unbuttoned, and all of the Focus Group platforms at focusgroupradio.com.